No, not really. You are a fat piece of shit. You're listening to Epic Cheat Day with your host, Derek Strong. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, ugly... Episode 2 of Epic Cheat Day. I am your host, Derek Strong. Obviously, that's uh, that's who I am. Derek Strong. This was an interesting week. Uh, interesting because I'm getting used to this whole entire idea of podcasts and doing this podcast. I've been looking forward to doing this for so goddamn long, guys. I really am, so I'm very happy to do it. I am uh, going to give you guys the title of this episode. The title of this episode is going to be called Suit of Armor. Okay, and uh, I want to I address that. I want to address that being overweight. One of the things that happens with being overweight is that we treat our obesity or, or being overweight, some of us, some, like me in particular, I know that I've used it as a crutch and I consider it as kind of like a, used it as a suit of armor, dealing and coping with life. But before I even get into all of that, um, you know, of course, we're going to have a wonderful segment later on called Derek Strong Watches Chick Flicks. Um, and uh, got to give a shout out to my unofficial sponsors, uh, White Castle. White Castle is always going to be the unofficial sponsor of this podcast. I love White Castle. Every epic cheat day is going to either start or have White Castle in it. Even if I go vegan, I'm going to get vegetarian White Castles. They do have that. Guys, if you like the podcast, hit up White Castle. Hey, guess what? Um, you know, uh, tell them to get at your boy. You know, they could throw me a little money. They could throw me a little money. They could. Hey, listen, I'm giving them uh, free props. And hey, White Castle, listen, if you're listening to this, uh, I've never fucked a kid. I've never fucked a kid a day before in my life. Never plan on doing it. Never jerked off to kitty porn. Don't have any on my computer. So, yeah, you're you're safe with having me as a spokesperson. I would love to do real ads for White Castle. So White Castle is one of them. Planet Fitness, obviously, I go to Planet Fitness all the time. Planet Fitness is great. They have a pizza night, you guys. I've never done it because I think think that's fucking, that's fucked up. Uh, they have the fucking big thing of Tootsie Rolls at the end of it. Like, what, what, what are you doing, Planet Fitness? What are, you are just fucking with fat people at this point. But you know what? I love you. You're conveniently located. Your prices are amazing. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep coming there and doing what I do when I go to Planet Fitness. And that's, that's hey, look, that's uh, Planet Fitness to me is uh, it's a godsend of a – and Planet Fitness, hey, guess what? Just like with White Castle, never fucked a kid, never plan on fucking a kid. Um, yeah, get at me. Uh, start paying me some money. Guys, hit them up. Hit both of them up. And uh, – yeah, this one, uh, to be honest, I, I'm not really dating right now. So uh, I always, uh, you know, for times when things get lonely, uh, I got to give a shout out to the Bang Brothers Network, Asparade.com, guys. That's uh, that's my jam. Look up their videos for free, obviously. I, I hate to do this, guys, but listen, I love the content you provide, but get it for free online. Uh, yeah, nothing more I need to say about that. You guys know what that's all about anyway. So those are the three unofficial sponsors for today. My epic cheat day for today. See, you guys count the lunar cycles, the weeks that go by, the days, you know, 
Every week, seven days happens for you. Every week for me is just another epic cheat day. So this is my epic cheat day for this week. I'm going to tell you how I started off. I started off today with uh, this epic cheat day with uh, frozen White Castle jalapeno cheeseburgers. That clocked in at 1,020 calories. I had two apples, but you know what? I'm not going to count fruit. I get that there's calories in fruit. I'm not counting it. I'm not counting fruit. I'm not counting condiments, okay? And no, I'm not counting cheese as a condiment, but some people can. Why wouldn't it be a condiment, right? So uh, I have a little bit of the sniffle. So if you guys hear that, I apologize. Um, Also, I had on that day, now I split it across two days because it was rainy on Friday. So I didn't do everything on one day. Um, I split it across two days. So for the first day on Friday, I had also had, along with the White Castle, I had a, I had a frozen Reggio sausage deep dish pizza. That was 2,460 calories. Uh, they're delicious. I like theirs better than um, better than Gino's East uh, deep dish. I just like texturally, I think it's better. Flavor-wise, it's better. Uh, but I, I, I could have just ended it right there for the cheat day. But I don't want to just do frozen food. So fuck it, we spilled over to the next day, and I went to Lucky's. Now Lucky's is a local sandwich. So shout out to Lucky's. Lucky's is a local sandwich shop in Wrigleyville. Uh, it's also a bar, obviously. Fucking everything's a bar in Wrigleyville, right? Uh, here in Chicago, it's featured on Manverse Food a few years ago. And what they do is they do something that I think was made famous originally by the Pramanthi Brothers Restaurant in um, uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I think they took this idea from them. And what they do is they take the coleslaw and fries that they would normally put on side of the sandwich and they put it right on top of the sandwich. Okay. And I had, let's see, what was the name of this here? Um, I had the Lucky's Not So Little Italy Sandwich. All right. On there was the Italian sausage, capicola, salamis, hot peppers, and provolone. Now, naturally, these places don't have nutritional information, but... Uh, you know, I separated out the ingredients and I looked for, you know, separated, broke it down to the Italian sauces, you know, the meats, the cheese, the bread. Obviously, they used a the thick bread there. And uh, I rounded it up and I just said a thousand calories. OK, I also had three chicken tenders. I split it, of course, with my friend Pratik. Pratik's always still going to be the first guest that I ever have on this show. I'm not going to have a guest before him. So until you see that, until that episode comes out, I'm not going to have any guests on here anyway. So, uh, but that wouldn't be the, we're going to pick a different place for that. We were just hanging out and we decided to do Lucky's. I had three chicken tenders. I'm clocking that at 300 calories. All together for the day, 4,760 calories. That is 900 shy of my first week's epic 5,600 calorie day. The gym, let's talk about what I did at the gym. It stayed more or less the same, man. I did six days. I took a day off. Uh, What's bumming me out about that, though, is the day off that I take uh, that, that they're, um, I get antsy, man. I get antsy. I love cardio. I like the rush that I get from doing cardio. The days off, I'm just resting in my bed. My brain starts going overtime, man. My mental health shit just starts fucking kicking up. Uh, you know, and the gym's really been helping with that. Calms me down, levels me out, man. And just, I don't know. I got to figure out something to do. Maybe I'll do light cardio that day or something. Maybe not do a full day off, but... Six days, alternating the days with uh, 70 minutes of cardio on the days that I don't lift weights, 40 minutes of cardio on the days that I do. And when I do the weights, I'm not doing like free weights, obviously, yet. I'm just doing the weight machines like old men. Speaking of old men in the gym, fuck them. 
holy shit, these fucking guys. Every time I go there, it's the same goddamn thing. Um, and I've, I've started following what women do in the gym that I've seen, okay? I've been paying attention to how other people do it in terms of, uh, in terms of proper gym etiquette. The way these old guys are there, they're, they're th- th- no, they're fucked up. So me, what I used to do was I would wipe the machines down after I was done using them because I would operate under the assumption that everybody else was cleaning the gym, was cleaning the equipment as they go. It turns out they're not doing that. They're just not doing that. They're not. Okay. Women do it. Women do it before and after. Okay. All white dudes. I'm not, well, I'm not fucking, I'm going to take the race out of it because I've seen everybody do it of every race. No, I'm not. No, fuck that. Uh, now that I think about it. No, old guys, you know what they do? They just take their sweaty, saggy balls and they put it right on the equipment. They get up and they don't wipe it down afterwards. You know, they feel like they don't fucking have to. They're gross and disgusting. Fuck that. And I'm not a germaphobe by any stretch of the imagination. Ask anybody who knows me. Nothing like that at all. I don't. My OCD has nothing to do with that. No, it's just it's fucking disgusting. So now I'm doing what the ladies do. I'm wiping it down before and afterwards because you know what? Uh, why not? Um, so that's the gym. I'm not going to start doing training yet, guys. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not. You know, I know plenty of comics who do train other people. I'm, you know, uh, and they're great. And I'm sure that, you know, once I'm at a certain point, maybe I might go to a trainer. If anything, I'll go to yoga classes just because that's something that, you know, I know that people my age start doing. I have zero flexibility, so it'll help with that. Hey, why not? Right. Uh, The thing I am interested in doing eventually might be boxing. Uh, their level of training and intensity is fucking awesome. So want to get to the point where I could do that at that point. Absolutely. I would look into getting training, but not right now, not right now. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it'll behoove me at all to do any training till that point. Let's see. Um, so, uh, yeah, but that's just where I'm at with the whole training thing with the eating thing, nutrition. Again, like I mentioned in the last episode, I no. I, I'll figure that shit out. These people were on these fucking keto plans. What the hell? What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? So wait, let me get this straight. You're losing weight because you're eating as much fatty, greasy meat as possible. You're taking out the carbohydrates. You're putting your body into a state of ketosis, right? Um, I may be fucking saying that word wrong, whatever. Anyhow, you do realize that your body is still processing fatty meat, right? So you're fucking up your kidneys, you're fucking up your gallbladder, <coughs> and uh, yeah, and you're hard in the process. It's good. No, nah, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep telling yourself that the things that you're craving or that your body's telling you that you're craving are things that you shouldn't eat. Uh, yeah, keep, see how long that's going to work out for you, you know? I know me. Me, when I eat fucking like Snickers or candy bars or cake or anything like that, I become a junkie. And now I'm over here eating a full tray of brownies at a time, or I'm eating like three Reese's Outrageous Bars. Anything Reese's fucking puts out there, I'm going to find out about or get curious about. That's how I am. So I take that out, but then I substitute the sugar that I'm missing there for for uh, fruits. So I'm still getting sugar in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Guess what? Your body needs sugar. Okay? Your body needs sugar. Your body needs carbohydrates. Your body needs these things. The problem is with the typical American diet... We eat way too much of this shit. So, um, you know, we're the only country on earth where, uh, or at least we were the only country on earth where meat was the main course. 
Meat was meat was supposed to be scarce and limited supply and used to flavor other things, but that's not how we are now. Anyhow, that's my little tirade about eating and about going to the gym. Sorry for the hard breathing. I don't know why I'm breathing hard right now. You know, I'm, I went to the gym earlier, had a good time there, so I don't know what that is about. So, uh, yeah, a suit of armor. Let's go into the gist of this episode. A suit of armor. So... I can't speak for other people, okay? But I do know that I've spoke to other people who are overweight and they've dealt with a similar situation where it's kind of like a protection, you know what I mean? It's kind of like how we cope with, deal with the world. You know, it's definitely, you know, intrinsic to our self-image. I mean, that's that goes without saying. I mean, that's always been the case for me. That's, you know, it's been part of who I am, part of how I interact with the world. Um, you know, and it's a, it's a way to protect you. It's a way to insulate you, you know, no pun intended, but it's a way to insulate you from, you know, dealing with the world. Uh, there's a comedian, Aaron Burzak, uh, props to Aaron Burzak. He has a great bit about this where, uh, he talks about, you know, um, and I'm butchering his joke here, but the gist is that he lost a bunch of weight, uh, in order to get, you know, more dates and it turned out he wasn't getting more dates because, oh, his personality still sucks. You know, and that's a true thing, by the way, that happened to me the last, cause I've done major weight loss. This is going to be my third time in my life that I'm really going to go for it. Um, I've done minor ones too, but minor ones for me are like 30, 40 pounds swings. I'm talking about major when my goal is like, you know, 70 pounds and above. And definitely the second time, the one where that took me into Philly, like the goal was, okay, well, I'm in my 30s now, never really been too popular with the ladies. Let me do this. Now, look, I did achieve a bit of this goal, but also I realized that like all these underlying things about my personality that had nothing to do with my weight, I didn't address those at all. At all. I mean, they were still there. I mean, a lot of them are just, you know, they're they're present still, but I've been working on them. But Jesus Christ, you know, and I blamed everything, fucking everything on the fact that I was fat. I blamed everything on the fact that I was fat, not realizing that, oh, shit, well, maybe if we take me and I, I genuinely thought like if I take being fat out of the equation, things will be a lot better. And it's just like that one thing was better. But everything else was still there, you know, and again, it was this suit of armor mentality that I had this concept of just like, okay, well, let me lump everything into me being overweight. That'll help me deal with it. So so if anything comes up, I could just blame it on that, you know, and that'll be my coping mechanism. I'll blame it on being overweight. I'll blame it on being overweight. I'll blame it on being overweight. And I got the overweight thing out of the way. And it's just like, oh, shit, I'm still pretty fucked up. I'm still pretty fucked up. My ways of dealing with the world, you know, were filtered through this thing. This thing isn't there anymore. I I don't know how to actually deal with that, you know, and you feel naked. I can't sit well again, I'm not gonna speak for anybody else, but I certainly did. You know, that contributed a lot to me bouncing back with the weight because it was just like, what am I supposed to do? You know, how am I supposed to interact with people? I mean, this is how I know to deal with people. So it's something I uh, you know, again. Going back into it this time, it's something I'm very aware of now. And it's something that I don't, you know, that I, you know, want to address. I mean, you know, how, talking about it and using this podcast as my medium or my forum for expressing my uh, concerns with this. This is how I choose to do it again. If anybody does listen to it, great. That would be fucking awesome. Uh, if people don't, great. 
it's still awesome because it's still helping me just talk about it, get it out there. Maybe if it, uh, if it affects you, by all means, hit me up, epiccheatdaypodcast at gmail.com. We'll talk about it. Uh, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Epic Cheat Day Podcast at any one of those three places, Gmail, Instagram, uh, Facebook. And yeah, just message me. We'll talk about that. I mean, I'm sure a lot of other people are affected in this way by being overweight. Um, and by the way, shout out to people who are completely comfortable being overweight. I know you're out there. I've met you. Uh, you guys are awesome. You guys are my fucking heroes. You guys are. I mean, because you don't have this skewed view of yourself that you filtered through this fucking society bullshit your whole entire lives. You accept who you are. You love who you are as you are now. You know, you're not looking in the mirror and saying that person fucking sucks. You know, that person's a rock star. And I, you know, again, I have a certain level of envy for that. I wish that could be me. Um, It's not. And uh, it sucks. Uh, you know, I definitely am in a much more positive position than I've ever been in my whole life. I want to definitely put that out there. Definitely am. Uh, mentally, I am. Emotionally, I am. Uh feel strong enough to do this. I feel strong enough to put it out there into the world. And I feel strong enough to actually attack this shit head on. And again, I don't, I'm not, not, when I shit on people for fucking doing keto or when I shit on people for getting trainers, listen, it's, I hate this fucking term, but it's your journey it's your path whatever works for you i'm just saying it doesn't work for me okay and uh this is working for me i like this okay so instead uh you know part of the cheat day is me coming here and doing this podcast and sharing my experience my experience strength and hope you're gonna hear a lot of aa isms too by the way because uh even though aa doesn't really hasn't really worked for me a lot of their their uh a lot of their slogans and a lot of the underlying things of AA definitely do. So you'll hear a lot about that. Um, you know, and you'll hear that trickle in. Uh, I know I mentioned in the last one that, you know, there's going to be a bunch of things that I'm talking about in future episodes. So, you know, I'm going to get to those definitely. This is, I just want to get this one out of here because, I mean, again, this is the whole, you know, you know, body image, you know, suit of armor that being overweight that uh that uh concept anyway has really been kind of a focus for me I mean I remember when I came out to Chicago I was definitely a lot lighter than I wasn't than I am now you know I was on actually a good uh a good path of just maintaining if not losing weight and I remember when I started doing comedy at first it was like you know a you know, being overweight, it definitely lends more to comedy, which is true. I mean, you know, but you can still be funny without being fat. Plenty of non-fat comics out there. But, uh, you know, it was something that I built my humor off of my whole entire life. And I remember interacting with comics and, again, not having this shield up, uh, you know, that I had for so long. Or at least not, you know, having that as, like, a main focus of my life. It uh, definitely made interacting with all these people... Uh, a lot harder in a lot of ways, a lot harder. Um, you know, I mean, it just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fucked up because it's, I feel, I don't feel comfortable being heavy. I never have. Um, but I don't feel comfortable not being heavy. You know, all I know is that I don't, I want to make the last 10 years of my life suck a little less. That's my fucking goal is, uh, is to do that. 
And that's uh, hopefully that's what I'll be able to accomplish is live a little, not live a little bit longer. I don't, I'm fine. Like I've accomplished everything that I've wanted to accomplish in my life. You know, uh, people have grander plans for theirs. Me, like I, I did it. I did it a couple years ago, so I'm okay with that. So this is more of just like one of these last hangups that it was like, all right, well, before I go out, I want to accomplish this one thing. This is it for me. So this is the thing. Not saying that, oh, well, he's going to off himself. No, I'm not offing myself as soon as I drop weight. No, it's just after this, it's kind of like, all right, well, all the goals that I had from when I was in high school, all of those were taken care of. And all the ones from when I was in my 20s and dealing with all of my psych ward, homeless, craziness, bullshit, and readjusting to being a, a human being in the world. All of those goals have been met. So what? What's the end game for for the last half of this life? You know, and I could really focus on that. Can't really focus on that, guys. You got to understand, man. You know, health wise, I mean, people are like heart attack, diabetes. Sure, those are the ones everybody knows about. Me, I got cancer coming at me three different ways. So it's like when people are like, oh, well, you know, you got to start eating better now and doing all that other stuff. It's like, yeah, but it's. It, I'm at the point where it's like I'm gonna, I'm most likely gonna be dealing with one of these things, okay? Whether it's heart disease, whether it's cancer, I'm fairly certain one of those things are gonna happen, and probably within the next 10, 15 years, and I'll deal with that then. And I'm talking about if I drastically change everything tomorrow, I'm still gonna have to deal with it, and I'm, you know, I, you know, I've I've come to terms with that fact. That being said, it's, uh, you know. I want to be able to do it with the best foot possible, you know, and, and, and the whole reason why I bring that up is because, yeah, we all know about those things that could be affected by being overweight, but there's other things too. Um, you know, a lot of older people that I met who spent their lives being obese, uh, they have problems with their knees. They have problems with their back. They have hip dysplasia. You know, they're going in and out for surgery for a plethora of things. And all of it could be directly related to them being overweight and just living a poor living uh, poor, making poor health decisions earlier on in life. So, you know, I'm 41 now, uh, you know, and again, I'm going to have to deal with some stuff and I'm, I've come to terms with that fact, but, you know, let me do it with a little bit, a little bit more fire. I don't know. I don't know. Does that sound right to you guys? I don't know. I thought you were um, trying to lose weight. <laughs> Lay off me, I'm starving. Time for another edition of Derek Strong Watches Chick Flicks. The movie in question today is Safe Haven. Came out in 2013. Stars Josh Damal, Julianne Huff. Hove, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I don't know who she is. I didn't know of her before then. I looked her up. Apparently she was on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, she's cute though. She's adorable. She kind of reminds me of Elisha Cuthbert. If you guys remember her, uh, she started in The Girl Next Door. You know, she, she seems okay, though. Uh, directed by Lasse Hallstrom. There was an umlaut above the O, so I'm guessing German or Swedish or, you know, Nordic, something like that. This was both written and produced by Nikki Sparks. Uh, Nikki Sparks gets a production credit. He started his production company. Way to go, guy. You realize they're going to keep turning out these ap- uh, adaptations. Might as well make a little bit of money on it. Um, it got a 13% Rotten Tomatoes score. 67% audience score. Of course, we know, you know, the audience score is always going to vary wildly from the Rotten Tomatoes score. Most of the time. Sometimes it doesn't. 
I'm with the audience on this one. I liked it. I like this movie. Um, you know, again, you have to suspend certain levels of disbelief. Uh, the There's not one, but two plot twists. And I feel like this wasn't one of the stronger uh, stories that uh, that Nicky Sparks wrote. I, I really don't think it is. I mean, I think he was just trying too hard to go for those twists as opposed to actually focusing on the story. Felt very Lifetime-esque. Um, which is rough. It's uh, it's been, and I think it's because it's you know it's it, it wasn't made. I, I think at this point, like there was a certain formula that these movies were that his his books were going for, and like that they, you know, they, you know, you're expecting this twist at this point. And, you know, I mean, the fact that you had to not put one but two in there seemed like it was a bit overdone. So. Um, it's uh it starts off really intense like you know you see this like uh you see the struggle happening you know a couple of quick cuts you see this young woman she's on a run she's being pursued by the cops um she escapes on a bus um and she ends up in a small seaside town i believe it's virginia right um let's see so she stays in she she's homeless for the first night she stays now this again gotta suspend disbelief so she's only homeless for one night She's in this place she hasn't been. They don't tell you whether or not she has any money. You're assuming that she's broke because why would she, you know, spend the night under a pier? So she spends the night under a pier. Um, and, uh, you know, which, fine, whatever. You know, she goes to the local restaurant or cafe. She gets a job there. Um, and she gets a house, like, immediately, right? Where in the world would that ever fucking happen? I don't know, but apparently it happened in this movie. Um, now, I they introduce you to uh, Colby Smulders, plays a character named Joe, uh, and Joe becomes her friend. And the instant I saw Joe after the first scene, I figured out the first plot twist. Spoiler alert, uh, Joe is actually dead. I kind of figured that just because of how they reveal her. Uh, before all this, though, she meets Josh Jamal's character, um, and his name is Alex, and he runs the general store. And they have a little sort of, like, he's trying to flirt with her. She's not really trying to hear it. Obviously, I mean, she's traumatized from whatever it was she was running from in Boston. They reveal that later, of course. Um, I mean, it was kind of clunky, get it? But it's, you know, again, it's... the You know, these actors aren't operating at their fucking full maximum you know level they're just like listen i'm here for a quick paycheck it's fine these movies are fun they're not meant to be you know taken too seriously you know nobody's gonna try to overact and win an oscar on this one i feel like again with the notebook i'm always gonna refer back to the notebook because to me that's like the high watermark one of the high watermarks for a romance movie um you know they, it seemed like everybody was actually trying at that one, you know, and this one, of course, is later on, 2013, we're talking about when this came out. Nobody's trying anymore, you know, they, you know they're just trying to turn it out, make a quick buck. Uh, you know, Julianne Huff, I mean, I guess she's good. I, she, doesn't, she doesn't seem like she's acting, which actually helped out, I think, a little bit with the character. It made her a bit more believable in certain scenes and other scenes. It was just like, okay, well, you can be less of a statue. Um, so, uh, anyhow, um, so the movie goes on and then like, so the one twist I saw coming a mile away and that was the twist that, that, uh, 
Colby Smulders' Joe character is dead the whole entire time. And I kind of figured that she was either related to Josh Jamal's character, but I was pretty sure that was his uh, former wife because they mentioned that his wife had died of cancer and left him with the two kids. So I'm like, okay, that has to be her, right? Um, uh, you know, and of course they established the back and forth of how they, you know, build their rapport and the relationship. Um, you know, he gives her a bike, she rejects it. She's very leery and they keep showing these flashbacks and you get it, you know, she was with a fucking dirtbag of a guy. Um, they show her at some point stabbing him. You assume that she killed him and that she's on the run from the cops and that's why the cops are pursuing him. I think they did this twist excellently. Turns out that, and the, the cops put out an APB for her, um, saying that she's wanted for murder. So you think she's on the run for, you know, murdering this guy, you know, or at least that they suspect her of murdering him, that it wasn't a self-defense thing. Turns out that the cop who put out the APB, dun, 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 that's her husband. I didn't see that shit coming. I'm like, oh, wow, they did that really fucking well, right? Uh, he's a total, like, alcoholic slimeball dirtbag. You know, you can, and listen, I've been an alcoholic. You can blame alcohol for some things, but, like, really, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to either be pieces of shit or they're not going to be pieces of shit. So, you know, it's, uh, I've gotten plenty drunk before. There's things that I've done that I've, naturally I've regretted. I've never thought of, like, fucking, you know, brutally hurting a woman for pulling a bottle of alcohol out of my fucking hands. So, anyhow, he's a piece of shit. Uh, he finally tracks her down. Um, you know, now this part was weird, okay? This part, they really fucked this up, okay? So they he tracks her down, but the way he tracks her down is that he's hassling one of these neighbors of her. Now, this is before the reveal happens that that was her husband. So he goes to this neighbor's house He and... and, and and the neighbor doesn't remember him. It's just somebody, like, he lived right down the street from her. The neighbor doesn't remember him, just refer, you know, just like, you know, tells her that, oh, uh, this is the neighbor that, that helped out, um, that helped out Julianne Hoff's character, and, like, doesn't remember the fact that she was married to this guy, so I think there was a little plot inconsistency here, but again, that's not what these movies are about. Here's the biggest thing that got me mad about the movie. Other than that, enjoyable, I recommend it, but here's the fucking thing that pissed me off about this movie. They tease the fact that they're gonna be out on a canoe in the rain. Now, the money shot for all these movies are these guys kissing in the fucking rain, okay? You gotta have that. You gotta have these in this movie. It's a very romantic thing to have happen. I get it. We, 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 we passionately want each other with reckless abandon. We don't care that we're getting soaking wet in the rain. You think it's gonna happen, and it doesn't happen. They fucking, they cock tease me with the money shot of the movie. Other than that, uh, yeah, by all means, go check it out. It was a good time. Well, I have just about had enough of you. Well, you wouldn't say that if I came with fries and a medium drink. Again, hit me up, um, Epic Cheat Day Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Gmail. Uh, I'm going to have a YouTube I have a YouTube channel already, but I don't know what I'm going to put on there. Maybe it's just going to be episodes of the podcast with, you know, like fucking waterfalls in the, you know, as the video playing. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. Also, the uh, I'm still fucking around with the whole concept of Derek Strong watches chick flicks. It's something, again, I love it. Um, so, but the first two episodes are going to be really, really weird. So, or they're not going to be what I kind of envisioned them to be just because I, I really have to, I think I've, you know, more so than the actual podcast, I have to tighten those up, but 
And hopefully you like those. If you don't, guess what? I do. So they're going to be staying there, fuckers. Um, other than that, yeah, give a, give a run a shout out to my sponsor, my fake sponsors, White Castle Hamburgers, Planet Fitness. And just for this episode, Bang Brothers Network, uh, I don't want to put any anybody off. Like, oh, you mentioned porn. Yeah, straight guy fucking, you know, and not straight guy. Everybody nowadays watches porn. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not fucking dating. I'm not trying to date anybody anytime soon. I don't, the last fucking, you know, not for anything, but dating for me is, uh, it's a, there's a whole fucking can of worms that go along with that that I don't want to dive into right now. And every time I do, it'll take me out of this shit. So, that's definitely on the fucking back burner. Um, now that's on the back burner. Comedy kind of right now is on the back burner too, uh, you know. You know, I'm going through an interesting time. I might have to say goodbye to my open mic, which anybody who knows me knows I love my fucking open mic. So, um, you know, it's because I'm not being paid for it, you know, and I'm like one of the few hosts that in Chicago that doesn't get paid to run an open mic, you know, and I'm running more comics than a lot of other open mics that are getting paid to, you know, to do the same exact thing. So I just, you know, hey, I need give me something, you know. Give me something. I'm a damn good host. Fuck it. You know, I'm worth it. My time is worth it. My effort is worth it. I do go the extra mile when I fucking host something. So, yeah. Anyway, so I'm working that out right now. Other than that, yeah, it's been a good episode. Uh, we are going to get guests soon. And all the stuff that I mentioned in episode one that we're going to circle back to. Guess what, fuckers? Circling back to that shit. All right, guys. Have a wonderful one. Take care. Mike, we're good.